Good morning and welcome to the podcast with the guys on Saturday, October the 9th, 2021. We're here with uh, Keith and John and Tom, myself, Mark, and we encourage you to listen and please send us an email if you can to uh, let us know if you have any questions or concerns or topics that you would like discussed here. So we'll turn it over to Thomas to get us started and Tom, please, please, or Keith. We're going to start with a prayer. Keith, to lead us in prayer first. Okay. Uh, In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Today's Gospel is a reading from the Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt down before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answered him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father, excuse me, honor your father and your mother. He replied and said to him, Teacher, all of these I have observed from my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You are lacking in one thing. Go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At that statement, his face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. So Jesus again said to them in reply, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were exceedingly astonished and said among themselves, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For human beings it is impossible, but not for God. All things are possible for God. Peter began to say to him, We have given up everything and followed you. Jesus said, Amen, I say to you, there is no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the sake of the gospel who will not receive a hundred times more now in this present age houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Interesting. It reminds me, uh, Keith, you're talking about your concert that you went to, and, uh, uh, you know, when, when I listen to that message, I get very defensive right away. I said, oh, man, you know, it's an idealistic, a lot, a lot of what you read in the Bible is idealistic if it works for you, and, and, and 
things are good. And uh, when I was thinking of music, I had something playing in my head, Sha-la-la, Live for Today. And that was by the Grassroots in 67. So uh, I, I just remember listening to that and, and songs like it. And uh, uh, I think there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of truth into that. Just uh, you know, live for today. I don't know. I, that doesn't sound like religious songs to me. <laughs> well, well, uh, uh, the, the the point was not so much a religious song, but the point was. I mean, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, live, live, live for today. It was a, uh, it was it, it was very popular when the country was very volatile. Well, the thing is, what does um, either the writer of those lyrics or the artists who sing that song, what what do those people mean by live for today? Is it the fact that I'm going to live out my life today as though it's my last and I'm going to focus on me? Or is it I'm going to live out my life today and focus on others and help them in any way that I can? I don't know. I don't know the song either, but I'm just wondering. Yeah, well, that's... What is meant by living out today? I guess you could interpret it either way you want and and and, and your latter definition there is 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 a very good way to approach that and again uh how i came across the song is that we we all know bob anderson uh from uh saint andrews down by the uh church and and he used that as an example in his in his writings when he sends us writings about scripture and he ties songs into it that people people grew up with and are very familiar with but like there, there's there's an example, Thomas. You could you could look at it in a very secular way, or you could apply you know religion to it, as you did in the latter, and that you know that 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 made sense right there. So, does it make any sense to play part of that song from last night about scars? Do you remember that one or no? There was a bunch of songs that I was like, oh, it'd be cool to listen to this with the guys and talk about it. That wasn't one of them. But that was a good, okay. was a good one. But yeah, but there, it, there it relates to what Mark's talking about yeah. about the fact that. All of us, in some way or another, scars are created, whether it's internal or external, while we are living. But our faith helps us believe that when we die, we will see Jesus. And even though, just like Christ when he appeared to the apostles with his showing the apostles his hands and feet, he was still alive. But he had the scars in his hands and feet from the nails being uh, nailed to the cross. And this song by Casting Crowns, which they wrote during the pandemic, awesome song, is the fact that we have our scars now, and then we will have them in heaven, but it's going to be different when we're in heaven. Actually, what I thought it was is that he said that the only person in heaven who will have scars is Jesus. Like, you know, so like God, all-powerful, everything's possible with God. He's, he, he would have been able, or he could have come back and not had any scars. And and right. but he chose to keep them and uh, and um, I and I the part where he said that we won't have any scars uh, I think that was kind of like a poetic thing of how things will be like uh, you know we don't that's I'm not sure if that's true or not I'm sure you know if if, if for some reason we're meant to keep scars we, we will but uh, we'll find out yeah but. Um, uh, but every tear will be wiped away. So. Right. Yeah, there were a lot of good songs uh, last night. So, 
So, and, and, and what, what was the message that you received from them? But uh, before we start talking, because what I'd like to just touch on the gospel, this particular uh, gospel reading first um, was, uh, so the guy, the young man comes up to Jesus uh, and he asks, you know, I heard, I guess I'll just relay what I heard Bishop Robert Barron say about, because I, I thought it was interesting, that, um, so... When uh, Jesus tells, first tells them, you know, he says, you know the commandments, and he tells them, them, and he says, that's what you have to do for eternal life. And then the young man says, teacher, I've, I've observed all these since my youth. And then the sentence is, Jesus, looking at him, loved him, and said to him, so, so like, uh, I thought it was in, it's interesting that, um, you know, this guy, he's very sincere, you know, he wants to... He wants to do what's right, and he and he's been trying to do what's right, and Jesus recognizes that, and then uh, Jesus, uh, you know, asks him to step it up one more way, and he said and says, you know, go sell what you have and give to the poor, uh, and then come follow me, and I look at that as like, um, uh, okay, and then he goes off. Uh, on to tell about um, you know, how it's difficult for people with wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Um, but uh, it's kind of like, like the commandments uh, are mostly about, um, you know how like Jesus says, uh, you've heard it was said this, but I say this. <laughs> you know, he always kind of like steps up, like, you know, you've heard... And say you know don't kill don't kill your brother. But I say don't be angry at anyone. You know, and and so there's like you know you've heard her say do the commandments, uh, and, and then he says yeah, but not only do that, you have total confidence in God, totally trust God with everything, and He's God. So he says you know uh, follow follow me. There's also the part of um, uh, so blessed are the poor in spirit, or there's another one, blessed are the poor just in general. And, and I think that ties into this gospel because the reason that uh, the poor are blessed is not because they are currently lacking material things, it's that them currently lacking material things helps them have that total dependence on God that we all, we're all actually dependent on God uh, you know, for everything. And people who are materially wealthy... Uh, I have a tendency to forget that because it's this illusion of uh, of like you know that uh, that that you know that somehow they're responsible for what they have. Amen to that. Yeah, because yeah, that that that's very prevalent that people who who are wealthy said you know well, it was my plan, it was this, it was that, and and and, and they they feel it's it, it, it's them, so uh, they have no no reason to keep God close. Yeah. Uh, and so then uh, when Jesus is asking this guy to sell all that he has and give it to the poor, it's not just the giving to the poor that that's, would be good for the guy. It's, it's that having that total dependence on God would be good for the guy. And, and that, I guess, I guess, you know, it's a little bit scary. And, and you know, frequently I would love to be able to, like, you know, if there was a thing in the Catholic Church where I could just, like, give all my stuff away and then join an organization... Like like a religious brother or something like that, I would do it. But uh, like, there's I guess qualifications and stuff like that. Like if I have mental problems, I'm not allowed to do that. So so um, uh, but but uh, 
so I, because it's something I think about frequently, and the thing that, after reading this gospel earlier, the thing that I've, you know, as a compromise, because I feel like I can't really trust myself too much, and so as a compromise, just having total trust in God, like Jesus, I trust in you, like really meaning it, like really having total trust in God, that's as much as I can do right now. Like I would love to be able to give away everything, yeah. but uh, but the purpose of it is to actually just have total radical trust in God, and I'm trying to do that. And that's to me, that's a very tall order. I don't know, you know, how how you guys feel, Keith. You're expressing some of your some of your thoughts there, but uh, yeah, that that that's something that I I would really like to do totally and wholeheartedly and stuff. But but I get scared, you know. You you you. you you know, it's uh, it's it's radical, and to, to me, to my way of thinking, and uh, you know, but it it's it's okay to do that because God said do it. You know, just I'm going to take care of you down the line. Uh, I'm going to take care of you right now, and uh, this is my will for you. And uh, there you go, because I think when when you get into quicksand, things are thinking it's it's more about what you want. And your thoughts and what, how you think sh- things should be, and then you fail miserably, and uh, it's a, it's a lot it's a, it's a life lesson that hey you just you, you weren't listening, so just listen listen to what I have to say, and that's the the, the power of these podcasts. Why well, I, I look forward to it. I was like a kid at Christmas time. And John, I'm curious what uh, what your thoughts uh, are related to this. Point is, if you want to help people, you have to. You still have to have a place to live and uh, enough food to eat, and you know, certain bare minimums. So, I guess in uh, Africa, you know, they're they're happy people because they don't have a lot of uh, possessions, and they still have a lot of. Um, they still have the uh, better family situation than is the case in the West, and they just seem to have uh, things in better perspective. That's what, I, that's what I think of when I think of this uh, gospel about how different it is in, in the Western civilization, Western Europe, and over here in uh, North America especially, as compared to uh, some of the other areas, second world and third world countries. Um, you know, in Japan right now, they have a tremendous uh, problem with, you know, people just dying alone and not having anybody around them, even though they live in a big, very populous area, so, you know, it's better, it's, it's nice to be in a group of people where you're, uh, you don't have to have everything, but you can, uh, you know, live uh, with a sense, uh, with peace of mind, and I don't, I don't think a lot of, a lot of people in the West don't have peace of mind, they're always caught up in, um, in their, uh, what they want to do, and football season and all this kind of other kind of stuff. And there's a lot of um, problems in the family, more, more so than in the, uh, some other parts of the world. But you don't have to sell, you don't have to become a homeless person because then, then you won't be able to help. So you're allowed to uh, keep enough money and possessions to, uh, to be able to, that, that's, that's loving yourself. And then you take your Access and try to help people. That's the uh, that's the way things uh, should work. So this gospel is, you know, I mean, it's 
can't be taken literally. Can't be taken literally, I don't think. Um, that this guy was supposed to sell everything and just become a follower. That is hard. Um, so, and then the apostles, I mean, what, you know, what, Peter was married. I guess he left his wife and well situated when he went off to become a follower of Jesus. You know, there are a lot of things that are sort of um, left unsaid, left unwritten. Yeah, I mean, I do take it literally, but I also agree that, yeah, it's not really like er everyone. And like, I think I mentioned before that for myself, it's like a temptation to, to be extreme like that. I think it's like, it takes prayerful discernment of figuring out, you know, what you actually are being called to do. And so, yeah, I, I'm not actually being called to this specific thing, but perhaps this young, this young man was. Um, that's very. That's a very realistic statement, though, John. About you know, being realistic about you know, God has. You have to have graces from God to be able to do things. You know, and hopefully, uh, you'll you know he'll he'll show some mercy and redemption and and, and do that. Voice of truth. And it's, it's weird. Uh... Yeah, I frequently think in like binary terms, like all or nothing, and and so it's like either a total total dependence on God or, or not, and and um, I think we previously talked about this in the in the gospel, and that was about like you, know, you can't serve two masters; you'll either hate one and love the other, or something like that. Where it's a similar thing about um, this, but there is that like um, uh, virtue of prudence. That's one of the I guess, virtues that the Holy Spirit uh, strengthens people with, and that's the prudence of, like, discernment of, of what, uh, you know, the right thing to do is in the situation. So, so, yeah, it wouldn't be imprudent for me to sell all my possessions, but I think for some people, it, it like, you know, the Holy Spirit may be like, yep, that's what you got to do here. It'll be good in the long run. You just don't see it now. And I, I even think any of us, too, we, we, we all carry excess stuff. I mean, you know. No matter if you're in a, a struggling position, let's say, or, you know, that you're going to have some extra shirts in the closet or some extra whatever that you could probably donate somewhere uh, that, um, you know, you're not, not going to use everything that you have all the time. So uh, just, just even that little microcosm. So, you know, you might not have, you know, any money or might not have anything, but you may have something there, and uh, that 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 that, that kind of gives you hope too. That hey, God did give me a little bit of extra, so I could do something with it. The other thing that this reminds me of is there used to be a, a sign on one of these churches nearby that said um, nobody ever went poor by do like by donating to charity or something like that, or or because um, and again with that virtue of prudence, you know. Uh, we, you know, we are called to be charitable, and um, and sometimes it's it's like it's like almsgiving is one of the that it's similar to fasting is like we have to like kind of like go against our sometimes the fallen human nature. Uh, you have to like go against it by forcing yourself to give alms and things like that. Um, what I was gonna say was uh, it also reminds me that there was a period of time when. You know, I, I quit my job, and for a year I didn't work, and I uh, and I just went to church all the time, and that was kind of like uh, uh, 
thinking back to it now, now in the context of this, it's kind of like uh, uh, getting rid of everything and, and just uh, you know focusing on God uh, and developing that that um, you know dependence and, and or basically recognizing the dependence that's always there. Like I said earlier, it's like a, there's like an illusion. And sometimes you do need like a retreat or uh, sabbatical or something like that to see what's really going on, or to recognize your, or to, you know, you know get, get right. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, how about you, Tom? Any, any thoughts, or you ready to we turn our discussion over to the concert here? Oh, we can eventually, but one thing John said about, in terms of people in different countries, uh, I've seen it hands-on where... I've been to the Bahamas several times, and the first thing that some people think of when you say Bahamas is a nice resort, a place to go for vacation. I understand that, but there are many people who are just dirt poor in the Bahamas. And I've also seen it in El Salvador, which is in Central America, where some people that I know don't know where their next meal is coming from, but they're very happy people. They're very joyous people, uh, because um, mainly community. Uh, one of our friends down there, lives in a village, and it's a village close to where we do work, and he gave us a tour before the pandemic two summers in a row, and he knows everybody. Well, why does, uh, Cesar is his name. How is it that you know all these people? Uh, when, when you live in a village, you genera generation after generation is, is pretty much the way it works. Uh, you don't move out of that village for many reasons, and everybody knows each other. I said, how many relatives do you have? And he said, probably over 200. I said, really? It's because it's just you live in the same village over and over, like each generation. But what it comes down to is the fact that they don't have much. They understand that. They praise God for what they have. And that, that's how they live their lives. And it's, it's a different mentality with um, even me sometimes or just a lot of people in this country where instead of focusing on God, you focus on if you want to call them idols, like the Israelites did when they were wandering for many years in the desert and when they were in exile. Um, when, when you focus on material things, I mean, a lot of material things are good, but some things I think are not, you, you tend to stray from what you probably should be focusing on, which is, which is God. And, um, yeah, you got to worship God, not these other things in our lives, whether it be porn on the internet, or uh, doing something illegal, or, you know, whatever it might be. That's my food for thought. Have a coffee, Thomas? I'm okay for now. I'm, I'm going to re-up. Okay, okay, that's, that's good. Make it like that. Uh, the, the, the other thing that came up, and it relates to something John said also in terms of Peter, if you watch the series The Chosen, we don't know if this happened, but it could have happened, where John mentioned that Peter was married. Do you know if that's in Scripture, John, by chance, if it says that? Because oh, yeah. I don't know. It is. It, it says that? Well, because Jesus healed his mother-in-law. Okay, all right, so we know that, because we believe Scripture is God's Word. Peter was married. Who knows if they had kids? I don't know if Scripture says that, but think about it from 
this point of view, how the producers, writers, and actors of The Chosen portray Peter. When Peter goes to his wife and says, I've been called by God to follow him. The question is, we, we don't know how she reacted, but the way they portray the wife in this series is that it was, it was true joy. Because she understands that this is the Messiah who prophets have been preaching about for hundreds of years. And the, the Messiah is, is right here. And her husband is going to be one of the twelve who follows him. And so it was complete joy the way she's portrayed. She could have done what? Forget you, I'm out of here, you know? She could have reacted that way, but we don't know how she reacted, but the way they portray her is it was true joy. The fact that this is my husband, he's actually going to be with Jesus Christ the Messiah for the next X number of years. And it, 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 it really comes down to, in life, you want good to occur, um, I'm trying to phrase this in a certain way, as, as a spouse, you want to be joyful of something that happens with your spouse. I'm only telling you from what I've read, what I've heard, what I try to live. So, for example, uh, let's say Barb gets a, Barb is my wife. Let's say Barb gets a promotion within her company. As a spouse, I should be joyful about the fact that she received a promotion. I shouldn't be bitter and say, oh, you're going to make more money, you're going to pay for this, that, and the other, which is fantastic, but as a spouse or a friend or even for your kids or for a really good friend, I, I feel that we should be joyful for the other person. That's how I think we should feel. I mean, feelings just are. They're neither right nor wrong. They just are. But um, I feel we should show that for the other person. We should be happy for the person, you know? Okay. So it's interesting how she is portrayed, the wife of Peter, in that series. She is so joyful about the fact that he is going to be following. He said, listen, I mean, we have all this stuff here. She said, no, go, follow him. Do what he tells you to do. <laughs> so she promoted that. After he said, listen, this is, after he said to her, this Jesus is asking me to come follow him. Right away, boom. Go for it. As a spouse, I want you to do this. It wasn't, no, I don't want you to do this. I need you here. She wants, well, that's how she's portrayed. We don't let that happen, but I think that could have happened. Well, they, they spent all their time with Jesus, the majority of their time. So, you know, if they did have spouses or children or whatever, I'm sure they were within arm shot somewhere. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but their, their, their main job was was to be taught by him that was it uh from what i remember that episode uh she was happy because she knew that jesus saw in in peter what she saw in peter mm -hmm. and i thought that was interesting um but uh in like reality it is difficult to uh it is difficult to see the um like the, tr the true heart of people, like, you know, J Jesus, it, it, 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe in the same way that, you know... Yeah, I don't know. That was an interesting part of the episode. But yeah, it is. It is. Um, I, I, I think I know what you're trying to say. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... Some people in life try to live their life the way Christ lived his life. And if you do that so often where certain friends, family members see that, they see Christ in you. And... I'm sorry. They, yeah, they see Christ in that person who's reaching out, helping others, living like the way Christ taught us how to live. And so that, that person or persons who is or are seeing that, um, they understand the fact that um, this, this is the way to go. This is the way to live. So if you're happy living your life the way Christ, the way Christ taught us, then... Yeah, I'm all happy for you. Do, you know, go do this. Yeah, I mean, but there's also an element where, like, she probably knew all Peter's faults and stuff like that. And how, oh, absolutely. How, yeah. You know, yeah. How other people. How, how, so he's yeah. gonna change him. Well, no, no. I was thinking. I was thinking like, um, like you know, he uh, in the same way that uh, his wife, you know, uh, um, kind of like sees the the good that's at the heart of him. And not just like the imperfections, or whatever, or even like a loving the imperfections, even because of right. of uh, of the good that's at the core. Yeah. yeah, that's that's tough as a as a as a Christian to do. You have to you have to see that and try to focus on that. If you're that person, meaning if you're that person who who did something like Peter's wife did, yeah. is to see that in the in the person. There's not much because that isn't that part's not in scripture, but it would be I know. interesting to hear. I know to, yeah. it'd be so neat to be like in a fly on the wall back then. Oh my goodness, I just can't imagine. Uh, for some reason, uh, uh, so to segue into the concert stuff, there was one of the songs uh, last night was about um, someone it was like saying, "Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's under control." And then, but really, it's not. And, and 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 God knows it's not. I mean, and it's like kind of like putting down that facade of, or, right. or or you know, and that that one I, I thought it was like I like I tell my mom really liked that song because she's like that you know she, you know she she's always worried about like you know uh, having everything be perfect right. sure. and and or at least from the outside perspective, but like inside you know it's just her uh, you know relationship with God. So I thought that was a that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I would, uh, whoever listens to this down the road, I would highly recommend go to YouTube and in the search box type Casting Crowns or type Matthew West or there are so many amazing contemporary Christian artists out there where, like you said, Keith, earlier, I forget, forget if it was on the podcast or before this, but many lyrics are, are straight from Scripture. It's just, it's unbelievable. Um, it's, it's right from the Bible. And it's, it's God-inspired, a lot of these songs. Amen. Yeah. You don't remember the title of that song, because I, I don't think I recorded it. I think that, that one was the, with the Matthew West song. It was uh, Matthew yeah. West? Cause, cause, uh, okay. Yeah, because, yeah, that was, uh, it was like... I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I forget. Yeah. How how was the arena in general when you went there? It's unbelievable. Yeah, it was nice. It, it, I think it was like uh, uh, I'd purchased 
take it on like the the floor which was like i guess it wasn't ice on the floor but it was like inside of a hockey rink area yeah. that's what it seemed like did, did people stand up a lot or were you uh more? there was a decent amount of standing up yeah, yeah I, okay. I stood up a decent amount yeah also because the person in front of me was rather tall oh, like, oh, they're standing up i'm gonna stand up too yeah i i wasn't as good with um you know i guess i've been to i've been to like a mega church a couple times with people with friends and I know that they do like the putting hands on people and raising their hands and stuff, but uh, I'm just not comfortable with that. So I was one of those people who who uh, wasn't doing that. <laughs> but but I felt that uh, like I can understand. Yeah, there it was interesting. I'm 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 wary of uh, of like feelings because um, they can be manipulated. And and even he said or during the concert to have like you know feelings. Uh, uh, forget what he said he said something like like sometimes he's praised to god and he's like you know uh about uh, kind of about his feelings kind of being out of control and just uh, and, and so with the manipulation of like good feelings um even i caught myself during the concert i was like i'm having too much fun or i'm this feels <laughs> right. too good i gotta not i gotta be wary of it right know? sure because uh it could be like like a demagogue manipulating and stuff like that. Yeah, I liked uh, Mark Hall is the lead singer for Casting Crowns, and I loved it when he brought up John chapter 4, The Woman at the Well. Ah, just just amazing. It's it's not just it's not just singing these amazing songs. It's I felt like I was at a at a church. I know it's an arena, but I felt like I was at a church listening to a sermon. Yeah, I, uh, John 4. With uh, when Matthew West was performing, I was like it just sounded like like a concert and it was like right. on the radio but then when the casting crowns got up yeah i was like yeah this is good this is it mm -hmm. was like a like a church service yeah it's definitely different right, yeah. and yeah. B before he started talking about the woman at the well uh there was a song with like the violin woman uh, mm -hmm. singing i forget what the name with that one but it was like a theme of 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 the well and uh so i thought uh, it was it really set the set the tone for them the the preaching that he performed afterwards. I mean, I can find that one. That one, I believe, is called Come to the Well. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all based upon John 4. Maybe he preached about that before or after that, when she sang that song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they travel all around the country? Yes. They're, um, a bunch of them are youth ministers in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, several days a week they minister to the youth at, at their different churches. And then the other days they travel the country and do concerts for people like us. I'll try to find that one. You can listen to a minute. It's pretty cool. About coming to the well. It's it's really, I mean, his whole, I, I thought he was uh, giving a sermon to me personally where Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the one that we need to go to. Uh, about the water. I mean, oh yeah. Oh, just unbelievable how she's there to get water to drink. He's telling her, listen, this, you drink this water, you're, you're going to be thirsty all the time. I am the one. <laughs> yeah. I am the true water. I was thinking about that uh, this morning because he also said, like, when, when Jesus said, you know, I, I'm that, uh, I'm that water, I'm the living water. Right. I, I, you know, I'm the, I'm, I'm the living bread. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the way. I was thinking about that because I, the, the way he explained, uh, those was um i i hadn't really thought about it like that before it is mm -hmm. interesting because it is like um when when jesus says those things like frequently as catholics we uh think about jesus in uh in, in the eucharist as like you know you know, 
uh, as if the Eucharist contains Jesus's body and blood. But uh, it's it, after hearing that, I was thinking of it more as like more of like um, like that. Just it, it's not like the Eucharist contains Jesus. Jesus is the Eucharist, or or or, or, or that it, it, like the, kind of flipping it the other way around. But also um, uh, that like you know he is the way. It's not just he leads the way; he is the way. Correct. It's not yeah. as you know. It's not just uh, that. That yeah, it's like a, it's a different. It's a different thing. It's like and it is about and then it made me think of other parts of scripture where it really is you know Jesus is asking us to have a relationship with him you know that you know who do who do people say that I am and and. and uh, and other things, it's kind of like he's waiting for us to kind of like wake up and and uh, and, uh, and yeah, I don't know. Was, I'm not doing as good job. Uh, no, it sounds really it's good. It's very to me. good. It's very good. Do you mind if I play just a few of the lyrics? This has come to the well. Found it quickly on YouTube. It's called. Um, I typed in "come to the well." I guess it's called "the well" by Casting Crowns. Let's see what happens here. Did you know you can lose weight while still... Of course, we have to skip the ad. Sorry, guys. Foods? Yes, you oh, heard that right. There we go. Leave it all behind. Leave it all behind. Leave it all behind. Leave it all behind. I have what you need. But you keep on searching I've done all the work But you keep on working When you're running on empty And you can't find the remedy Just come to the well You can spend your whole life Chasing what's missing get the idea that's casting crowns uh, come to the well very powerful for um, especially for me I mean he's the one you know in terms of how to live our lives very cool Concert. Yeah, they were moving on to from the I saw on the internet that they're going to be in North Carolina today. Wow. Yeah. So I was surprised too. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is kind of far. Yeah. Hopefully they were flying down there. 
Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think I think they have a coach plus. Uh, yeah, I think. But don't quote me. They've been doing this for years. I I wonder that sometimes. Um, the fact that they have all this merchandise, they have all the ticket sales. Uh, how much money do they actually take in? There are a bunch of youth ministers taking in all this money. I'm sure they have somebody who uh, manages their, their finances. And I wonder how much do they give away to charities, but I don't know. It's interesting. How much is a ticket? Mine was, I bought mine like before the pandemic, it was like 30 some bucks. That was at the ticket office. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have to check, I forget. Well, regardless of that, they, they, they have coming in to support their coach bus or whatever they're doing. Yeah. It's good. Support the ministry. Yeah, well, they're, talent, they're, they're talented. They can play instruments and uh, hmm. sing. They get a message across. It's very clear. The messages are very clear. Transparent, simple, easy to understand. Yeah, we have a tendency to uh, complicate things. I guess that's probably when things <clears throat> are not working out or there's there's choppy waters or whatever. It's, people will complicate things. That's that. Very good. Yeah, while we were at the concert, uh, we were surprised to see my uh, brother-in-law's parents were there. I, really? Yeah, and I, I didn't know that they liked that uh, Christian music. I knew that they go to church, uh, but I didn't know that they uh, listen to Christian music, and we didn't expect to see them there, but so <laughs> we went and said hello to them. And, and, uh, so this was not just a Catholic thing. This was open to all Christians. Well, yeah. I think they're actually Catholic, but um, but yeah, it, it, I would say Catholics are probably in the minority there. Minority. Yeah, that's yeah. that's usually the case. Yeah. Wow. Even though it's very inspiring, it's very, it brings it brings me closer to Christ. Um, mm -hmm. Listening to the lyrics and focusing on, I call them sermons. Um, you think you're... It, it works for me. It doesn't work for some people, but it works for me. Good. Yeah. So there's Angelica, the Lutheran, the Protestants, you think all. all it's anybody that. and everybody, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd say we're in the majority of Christians, so we were in the majority in that okay. sense. Majority exactly, yeah. But it's one, of those, it's one of those venues where, at least what I've experienced over the past close to 20 years now, is everybody's polite, they're nice, you know, excuse me. It's just, you don't get that a lot. At, at some venues where like out and about in some city or where we are just I mean you'll you'll get that a lot but sometimes you don't. It's do nice they, to see. Do they have bathrooms? Oh yeah, half a bathroom. I think so. Okay. I well, yeah. It's, one thing that you do know or at least I've noticed when I'm in places that are like have lots of Christian people is uh, a lot of people are smiling. Like I, I personally don't smile yeah. enough probably, but <laughs> but, but, uh, but it's like there's just something about it's like yeah, everyone's like you know just generally in good spirits. You know. Yeah, good spirits is, is a good way of putting it. It's just you just are. I mean, you feel so much better when you leave. Yeah. But then the thing is, um, it's good to take something from a concert and just like attending mass or a church service if you're a different denomination than Catholic and. How can I live my life, you know, the way Christ did? I mean, you can do that with these concerts. Yeah, well, uh, so they had that kind of 30-minute interlude of trying to get people to, um, to 
sponsor uh, individuals living in poverty, like children in poverty, right. and and uh, I I thought that like you know some uh, some people at the concert were like I guess kind of upset about uh, it you know having a thirty minute interlude for that. I personally would have done it this way. I would have uh, I would have uh, you know had like, let's pray for 15 minutes it's kind of like what they do at mass it's like when the guy from unbound uh came to saint john's he kind of like said you know to to pray you know pray and prayerfully consider um uh your ability to to help out in this specific way and um and, uh, i guess i don't know i thought rather than just having kind of like uh a a free for all uh, there. I thought it would have been better if it was like you know we all together prayed about that one specific thing and then have like fifteen minutes or so of of uh, or you know however long necessary doing that. So you can always go to their website and suggest it. I mean they're 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 like us. I mean they're just so talented with like playing music and writing songs. Mm -hmm. But uh, just to give you a heads up, almost every Christian band has something that's gonna take place like that during their concert. Okay, yeah. It's just it's just the way they do it. Oh yeah, it's my yeah. first uh, concert. Yeah. Yeah. You think you could have a concert like that at St. John's? I think we should go on to the next question. Okay. Yeah, it's just. Uh, yeah. Just asking. <laughs> we can talk about it outside the podcast if you want. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> no, no. It, but it, great it, question. Great question. Okay. Well, well, well the, the thing is because because. Because Keith brought, brought, brought up a great thing about, you know, with recruiting in, in, in the nights and stuff. And he's a big basketball player. And then the thought was, hey, they have, they have the, the basketball. Yeah, so this morning I sent an email to our, our grand knight, our worthy grand knight about... Uh, worthy about, grand knight, um, yes. I also looked at St. John's uh, calendar. And apparently there is something called the men's basketball group on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Uh, I didn't mention that in the email, but I mentioned I, I, I did ask John to look into potentially uh, if I, I could use the basketball court there and if I could do like a, a and if we could leverage that as a possible recruiting strategy. Exactly, exactly. But, I, I thought that was a pioneer great idea. Uh, to be honest, there's a selfish motivation. In well, that. yeah, I wanted, well. I wanted to play basketball. And, uh, <laughs> Let's say the spoils of, 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 of everything that you do. So, so, well, so, but there already is the thing is there it, according to that calendar there's already a group of men who play basketball so I'm just going to show up on Thursday at 7 p.m. there and see what's talk going to, on uh, talk to Joe Retallick because before his surgery he, he tried to get me to go all the time and I just to the basketball? Way. yeah to play with them over oh really? Yeah, right. I just never went oh, yeah. I play yeah but well, Joe does but not now because his recovery was and then, and, and then Keith could expand it to another night yeah he could probably be there just I, about any night you want yeah I was like any, any night it's open I'd yeah, and, 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 and you know they, they talk so. about recruitment and wanting to bring in young people. What better way than to open up the gym? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go one step further. Um, I don't care if you're Catholic or whatever denomination, but recruiting, in my opinion, is a generational thing. You have to start the kids when they're born until about four or five years old. That's like a certain group you can focus on them, and then you focus on the age group above that, and then that, and then high school kids, college kids, young adults, adults married, adults not married. But that's just my opinion. You'll get some guys. Will you get more if you spend the next 25 to 50 years recruiting when the kid, yeah, you'll get more. You'll get many more. That's just the way um, 
I think it'll work. But yeah, doing that is, is fantastic. You'll get the guys who um, who like to play basketball, and of those who like to play basketball who show up, some will be on the end of the spectrum where all gun ho I'm going to sign up tonight to become a knight. And you'll have the you'll have other ones on the other end of the spec spectrum. I'm just coming here to play basketball, and then you'll have some in between on the fence. You have to work with them in terms of what you hope will work with getting them to become a knight. Yeah. I mean, another thing that, in addition to the recruitment, there was just of uh, people who are technically knights but aren't active, and so right. it, it was it was both for recruitment purposes and also for like um, you know fellowship or engagement purposes to right. uh, keep them active. Yeah, but if, if, if they have space open on a Monday night, on a Tuesday night, or whatever, you could go yeah, there probably. all the time, and it's it's like, you, you could be carrying the flag for recruitment in basketball. Yeah, is, I don't is, know. Is yeah, uh, we'll see what the response is to that, but I agree. With, it's, it's, like, probably the better thing is doing this street evangelization, which I need to start doing again. Well, just to go one step further in terms of getting guys to come play basketball and enjoy the nights, just my opinion, I don't care, I'm talking in general terms, I'm not being specific to our church, this is in general terms. What I would do is I would form a team, you can call it whatever you want, I like the phrase welcoming committee, you can call it whatever you want, but I'm guessing many churches in this country and probably on the planet, I'm guessing that, well it depends on the church, the denomination, who, who's leading that church, etc., that, that you're getting a certain percentage attending a church service or a mass and it's it's not above 50 percent i'm just guessing i'm going to throw that out there well the thing is you can have anything and everything you want at your church whatever denomination you are and you're going to be able to reach those people who just attend a mass or a church service let's say your church let's say 20 percent go to your church every single weekend for a mass or a service well, hello, is anybody talking about the 80% who don't go? Uh, that's a much higher percentage. I mean, that's basic mathematics. But you need to have a team that reaches out to the people who are unchurched. Mm -hmm. And you need to go to their home. I'm giving you my opinion. You need to go to their home, call them ahead of time. When can I stop by? And when you get there, you only spend five or ten minutes Here's a folder of information of everything we do at our church. And by the way, uh, you can sign up to become a knight. There's information in here for you. Give them a gift. Make them feel welcome at your church. And then hopefully when you see them on a given weekend, uh, you can welcome them at the entrance to your church. You already welcome them at home. I mean, that's their place where they spend most of their life is at home. Yeah. The, those are things I, I think that would work. I think it's a good idea, yeah. And if, if they're already on the books in the parish, yeah, you call it like the lost sheep ministry. Maybe. Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'll, <laughs> I'll bring that up. Well, I, I like it. Sheep, that's kind of a street evangelization right oh, yeah. there. Yeah. It's, you can mesh them together. Street evangelization, what, 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 what Keith does... And uh, the, the logo could be... Uh, no, I mean, I was just saying... Um, yeah, what Tom's talking about is different because it's you go to their house and you say, hey, you know. In uh, pairs. Yeah. Why? Because that's what Christ did. He sent his apostles out in twos. Also, think about this. Let's say you own your own business, not doing well. What might be one thing you do in terms of turning around your business? Maybe look at businesses that are doing the same thing that you're, or, or similar to what you do business-wise, but they're very successful. 
So maybe take a look at what they're doing. Whoa, maybe I can try A, B, and C because it's working with them and I'm not even doing A, B, or C. Hello, the same thing, the same thing in my opinion, works with a church, okay? You're getting 5, 10, 15, 20% at the most attending a church service or a mass each weekend. All right, this church is getting 50, 60, 70%. Hmm, let's look to see what they're doing, and maybe I can incorporate some of these things here at my church because I can bring more people close to Christ. Maybe I can bring them to my church and they haven't been going to church and I can help them in a way with uh, knowing Christ and learning more about Him and getting to know Him better. Just some food for thought. Uh, we're, we're starting to uh, run out of time a little bit. Is there anything you guys... Uh, uh, have on your minds? Uh, I just, maybe we go around the room for intentions. I, I just had intention for uh, Mike Pignator, one of my uh, classmates there who, uh, who passed away. Uh, drugs were involved, alcohol was involved. He kind of uh, gave up. And uh, that's, that, that, that's what happened. Apparently, uh, a lot of these drugs now are laced with fentanyl which causes the, uh, the heart to race and, and a heart attack to happen. And apparently that's what, that, that, that's what happened to him, but there's cause to say, you know, you know, why did he relapse so badly? Um, so, but they'll, you know, they'll just talk about that. But, uh, you know, I, I like to pray for all those who uh, are in similar situations that somebody catch them before they... Uh, they go astray like that. It's a lot easier to fix something preventative than it is to, uh, you know, let the, let the ugly stuff happen. How about you, John? In Afghanistan, I, I hope that, uh, you know, another bombing recently, and I uh, want to pray for the uh, country that they, the current administration, people in power do the right thing and, you know, try to, uh, have some form of justice for everybody in the country, women included, women and children, and everybody. And I'm, I'm glad our country is not involved anymore. We didn't, you know, it's up to them to uh, establish the type of country they want to live in, with you know rules of involving the Muslim faith, but at the same time, so that it's just for people. Thinking about that a lot recently. That's it for me. Uh, one of my intentions is for my daughter Sarah. She's going to be married in about a month. That everything go well with that from now till then. And my second daughter, she's the oldest, Christina, where she's switching hospitals and uh, she'll be on a different unit starting very soon, which is hopefully much better for her mentally, physically, and emotionally, and also for her patients. And uh, a prayer to go out to um, like anybody and everybody, including myself mainly, to Whatever profession or career anybody is in, or even um, working with family members, um, just to have patience. Uh, having patience to slow down sometimes and to hopefully recognize that um, it's, it's God's will that we're trying to, to do in our professions or our families or whatever it is, instead of sometimes our will. Uh, I, that's a good intention. Um, 
uh, I have uh, uh, intentions for, uh, you know, for Thanksgiving for um, my aunt uh, had surgery and everything went very well. And then also a petition for um, my sister who uh, struggling with like alcohol and um, and like bipolar type stuff. Uh, um, yeah. And then I guess uh, I was wondering if you guys wanted to instead of just praying there, Father, if we could sing it, we could try singing there, Father, in honor of this concert that we went to. Sure. Very cool. You guys, uh, uh, okay. <clears throat> In the name of the Father, Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.